Thank you for coming back to another episode of The Power of Leverage. This one's episode six, and I've got my co-host here with me, Pavel. What's up, Pavel? What's up, brother? How are you doing, man? Good, good. And we've got Sharon today. She leads the virtual assistant team over at Virtue Desk, and we're going to be talking about how to keep your VAs working at the highest level possible and also how to keep pushing them in a great way so that it's a great environment. And I think, Sharon, you do that in such a great way she that does. we wanted to start off with you first. How are you today, Sharon? Happy I'm birthday. good. How are you guys? Happy birthday, too. It's your birthday. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Thank you. Are you, you. going to get some cake or what are you going to get? I had one earlier today, so I'll probably get another one tomorrow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wait, how many days do you celebrate your birthday there? Two, three, four? <laughs> I guess Versus. it'll be a, um, like, for, I'll celebrate it for a week, I guess, because, you know, we have plans <laughs> for the weekend. <laughs> I love that. I love that. How about you, Pablo? When's your birthday? January 2nd, bro. I'm a January baby. Oh, so, it passed. Yeah. I already passed. Yeah. Mine's in, no, mine's in November. So we got, we got some time, yeah. too. So. Yeah, <laughs> well, let's get right into this, Sharon. One of the things that we often get asked before we, we get into keeping the virtual assistants working at a very high level is how to go through the process of hiring, right? And I always want to touch on that because you, you probably do it more than anybody I know because you run the whole VA teams, right? So That's right. Mm -hmm. I know that the Virtue Desk team put this awesome sheet together. I want to show it really quick and then transition over to you. All right. Can you see my screen? Yeah. All right, mm -hmm. so for those of you that can't see the screen, it's how to hire a virtual assistant. And it's it's an eight page document. If you want it, just go ahead and message us or message me. Uh, but the, the thing here that's important to me, you see how it says document the tasks that you want to outsource. That's number one, right? And I don't yeah. think a lot of people know that. And this is why they fail with their virtual assistants. It, it starts creating uh, an environment of, from the very beginning, of really not really knowing what to expect from your virtual assistant. And I think that drives the wrong culture. What do you guys see on that? Well, um, I know that a lot of agents, when they do, when they hire a virtual assistant, they expect, uh, you know, like a magic, uh, magic wand. But again, you got to put in some work to uh, to work with somebody and you got to have all these systems in place. So I think having this checklist more of a, like a cheat sheet is a, is a good start to, to know what you're going to, what you're going to be doing, like a step-by-step -step instruction in order to actually have a success. When I first hired my virtual assistant, uh, that was like, I think about six, seven years ago, I didn't mm -hmm. know what to do. I didn't know how to even get it done, but um, I like, I'm basically kind of have like a natural instinct as far as, you know, by trial and error, you know, mm -hmm. working. So, so we worked out very well and she was my, just mostly involved in doing the, uh, you know, uh, prospecting for me and also some, uh, you know, bookkeeping stuff. Then I moved her to the, um, I moved her to the uh, transactional stuff, but that was when I was uh, a real estate agent. Uh, and then I became a real estate broker and she was also helping me with that, but it's Got a good it. way to actually, it's a good start to have the checklist. So, our team created that one to to share with people, so at least people would know what you know what to expect. Yeah, I love this one, man. So I'm going to go through it really yeah. quick. 
Sharon, and then I'll shift over to you. The first right. one is document the tasks that you want to outsource, right? Easy. Create a job description so people know what the heck to do. Submit a hiring directory or go to Virtue Desk, right? Where, where you guys train the right people for the jobs. Interview your top candidates after you've decided, well, I have a whole bunch of them. Now let's interview the right ones. Uh, then you select your VA, then you start the onboarding and training process. And then it goes deeper and deeper and deeper. That's the whole eight pages. But let me shift off of that and go to you, Sharon. Once you've hired the VA and once you have a system going and you're communicating with them, how do you keep them working at the highest level possible? Because I see so many agents fail after a month or two or three. A good question. Well, of course, the first thing that they would ask is how to choose the VA, right? So I guess they need to identify first what, what tasks are leveraging them the most, right? We know that everyone's time is valuable. So uh, we need to start identifying the things that they are ready to delegate the VAs. So I think that's the most important. Yeah. Okay. And, and what about you? So Sharon, you, you're out of the Philippines. You lead the virtual assistant team. How do you stay motivated to work at the highest level? Well, um, a perfect example is with your team, right? I guess you started like March of 2018. I've handled your VA for the past, um, like going three years now, right? So I guess as a coach, uh, well, being a coach means that I have to think outside the box, right? And have foresight and critical, you know, thinking skills. So this makes me um, efficient in providing support and keep the the balance for VAs and clients. You know what I noticed, um, Sharon and Pavel? Yeah. The more that we empower, and this, this goes across all virtual staff. So in the United States or outside, it doesn't even matter. Mm -hmm. The more you empower the virtual staff or the staff that you have within your area, the more you, you allow them to grow and the more you exactly. allow them to take control over their job and create something that they're proud of. And oh, I yeah. don't think people in general do that enough, right? Like Pavel, you do that very well, where you just, you let them be, right? You give them, you give them things that they need to do. And you're like, look, just get from A to Z. I don't care how you do it. Just get it done. Right? Yeah. Just get it done. And yeah. this is what, this is the vision. Yeah. And, and a lot of people micromanage their, their virtual staff. I mean, this is a big problem we've seen in the Harvard Business Review. Mm -hmm. There have been a few articles on micromanaging and, and not doing this during the pandemic, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Karen, how, how is it that, that you balance that out with, with a virtual staff or just staff in general where you, you let them be their own person but at the same time, you guide them. How do you balance? She's got thirty. She's got thirty plus people that she's monitoring, that she's uh, managing. So yeah, how do you do that? That's thirty, man. I, Pablo, Sharon, I only have. I think I have like my whole virtual staffs. Like my whole, including my U.S. team, is like fifteen, right? So that's double. Sharon, you have double what I have. How do you manage that? Right. Well, actually, I have an average of 30 clients of whom may have one or more VAs. So say for one client, some of them has three VAs, right? So um, to keep the balance, we ensure that 
deliverables are completed. So we monitor the VAs daily. We provide feedback on their actual, you know, work performance as compared to expected performance. So it's important that we touch base not only with the VA, but also with the client. And when we do touch base with them, um, not only that we pay attention to, you know, important details, but also to small details, because that, that way we can um, catch any problems while they are so small, right? And um, also, since the VAs and the clients have different personalities, we need to be seen as, you know, fair, firm, friendly, and having foresight, I guess. So. Okay. Well, let's, let's talk about the virtual staff, because right now, mm -hmm. everybody's working virtually, right? In the United States, Philippines, yeah, everywhere. Totally. And that's not changing. It actually, I've encouraged my whole staff to work virtually. So I don't. There's no need for an office. If you want to go to the office, you can. It's there, but I want my team to work virtually uh, because it it uh, it allows us to work more. There's less interruptions, right? And so, how do you, Chen? This is for the virtual staff, not for the people that hire them. Okay. Okay. For the virtual staff, how do you keep them motivated to work at the highest level? consistently. How do you do that? How do you do that? Well, uh, we educate the VA on how to establish a, a good working relationship with their clients by, you know, being proactive and manage clients' expectations, right? So we also provide continued support from coaches and we have subject matter experts who can also assist them real time. Okay. So, Those are the yeah. VAs that you have that you're managing. What about the VAs that you have that are working for you? Do you have any? Um, actually, this is for the VAs that are that I'm managing in general. Okay. And Pavel, what about you, man? How do you make sure that your virtual staff continues to work at a high level? Because well, now that we've been working together for like almost three months, yeah. right? Yeah. Your, yeah, team is, your team is, is insanely good, man. I'm, I was very surprised at how great your team is at working at a very, very high level consistently. So that Thank was, you, bro. Well, how do you do that? Well, bro, I mean, what I do, um, I'm a little bit old school. So I have my little black book here. Uh, what I do, every I, I have uh, operations meeting. That actually black book keeps me more organized than any Google Sheets. That's because, I, I, hold, on, Pavel, hold on, I think that's because you're Russian and you're scared of Russian hackers. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, because, you know, uh, because, uh, I don't know. Look, uh, me too, man. It's, it's actually it's actually coming from the uh, law practice days when what? I had to write down everything by hand, you know. But basically, the way I do it, bro, I have um, operations meetings uh, with my uh, operations team every um every week it's 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 twice a week on tuesdays and fridays where mm -hmm. i keep every every coach accountable every team lead accountable as far as we go on the numbers we go on performance uh what, what also what happens is my virtual staff sends me uh daily uh end of day reports let's say sharon is one of them and i have uh other uh coaches we have uh i think we have about uh eight eight or nine teams that are sending me daily accountability reports so I know what's going on within a company. Um, after that, what happens, I analyze that and we have um, twice a week meetings with operations.
because I'm mostly involved in operations and marketing and sales, but also in operations, that's where I'm mo like probably 70% of my time is with op operations. So what I do, we check on the uh, daily, uh, you know, on daily report. And also we see besides the, uh, the headcount of everybody who's, who's doing what, I check where any, I, I'm basically making coaches accountable for every VA because sometimes VA can oversleep. Sometimes VA can be, can get sick. Uh, we had VAs who died. We had VAs who just disappeared. So obviously the coaches or uh, the, uh, the team lead like Sharon are being kept accountable to mm -hmm. every VA and making sure they um, more of a, like a forecasting what could happen. The way to do it, uh, Sharon could probably tell me tell us more about how they can forecast what what may happen to a VA, whether the VA may resign soon, or kind of like test the temperature in an essence. Yeah, that's a great point, Baba. I didn't even think of asking that. How do you, yeah. Sharon? How do you monitor that they're doing okay and that they're actually emotionally and mentally okay, so that they don't burn out or that they quit? Because I do hear that happens often as well outside of, of the ones we have here. Right, well, of course, um, our timely application is very helpful to you know monitor their productivity. That's the first thing, because we're able to see how they're doing within their shifts, right? We can see the screenshots if they're working, their attendance if they're late, or you know if there are idle time during their shift. So from there, we're, we'll, we're able to monitor their attendance. And with regard to their performance, it's from the client's feedback, right? So based on the client's feedback, we know if there are some things that, that is not working well with the VA. So usually when we talk touch base with the client, we ask them what are the things that are going well and if there are things that you know still needs improvement, right? And from there, we'll coach the VA. And also we have a personal coaching or one-on-one -on -one coaching with the VA and um, we're able to identify if, say, they say that um, they're having, sometimes things happen, right? Or VA gets sick like, yeah. or resign. So um, we... Or, a family as, or usually we have like family member getting sick and VA resigns because they have to take care of the family member. Um, and, and that's one of those things. Not a lot of people in the United States actually realize that. But uh, Filipinos have very close family, uh, you know, connection and uh, a lot of multi-generational uh, households so if somebody gets sick in a household they may have to resign to take care of that so we kind of like uh trying to you know be emphatic about that also understanding but at the same time we want to make sure that we you know as i say um the coaches are good at actually forecasting that not not the sickness but general mood of the va as far as what's going on well that also has a lot to do with how we treat them too so. exactly yeah. That, that goes on with any staff member, right? Oh, yeah. Big time. So yeah. I, I think that's part of maintaining them working at the highest level possible. When you start treating them like like they're your friends, right? Like, exactly. like you actually care about them because you do. Yeah. That, that's very key. So I'm going to go back a little bit. I want to show I want to show you something here that you mentioned. Let me see if I, I can pop it open. Oh, I can't here. I, I wish I could. But I wanted to show you the report that I get back. Every time I get a report back saying, hey, these are the things that I did at the end of the day. That's one way that we keep people accountable. 
right? Yeah. And it's important because I want to make sure, oh, here it is, good. Here's one report. I don't know if you can see it, it's small. Yeah, we can. All right, so I ask my VA team, virtual staff, doesn't matter where they are, to give me an end of the day report just so I understand what's happening, right? And, and to make sure that they're, they're keeping themselves accountable uh, as, as well as to understand what happened. So here you can see my, one of my video editors sent me this at the end of the day. The guy's first of all, a rock star, okay? This guy crushes video like no other person I, I've ever hired before. And this is his report back to me. He goes, hey Tristan, I ran a 13 videos today taking Shot, uh, shots on social, which are, is our drunk on social one, uh, and then sip on social and then chime. He says, this is what I've edited. And he also, he didn't even include this, but he also edited two other videos that I shot on the fly, right? Wow, nice. So yeah. this, is the, this is the report that we get, right? At the end of the day. And at the end, I feel like, oh, dude, they're doing their job and I see the results. Exactly, right? yeah. So that's why I love that accountability report it allows me to be a little bit more hands off, mm -hmm. but keeping them going where they want. And I think that's really important, Sharon, because when people fail at working with virtual assistants, I think it's for two reasons. And Pavel, you can chime in on these, but these are the two reasons I've come up with. Number one is they don't have a full understanding of what those job duties are, right? We've talked about that, yep. that's number one. And number two is they actually don't know how to manage a virtual assistant, right? Emotionally or actual, with an, with an actual job, right? Well, what does it that's look like? Yeah, oh yeah. So Sharon, what, what do you think here on the managing part? What well, on the, on the managing part, uh, after the VA has been endorsed to us, then we will facilitate the meet and greet, right? And from there, we will have a discussion of the roles, the VA roles, goals, and expectations from the client. I think in the beginning, I would recommend, like, especially say it's the first week, right, to have a weekly meeting with the VA and the client, right? So we start the onboarding process before day one and this will allow new VAs to get you know acquainted with the company before they are expected to do any work and also uh, for the onboarding it allows the new VAs to be productive quickly right if you know a systems are in place the client was able to create checklists of processes mm -hmm. task outline and daily tools to use for their business even a simple google spreadsheet is really helpful because sometimes uh, it's true that not of the not all of the clients have all the system in place, right? But with just a simple Google spreadsheet, they uh, they can create a task list already for the VA. And um, mm -hmm. it is also important that they give uh, clear guidance and instructions, right? And um, it's important also to take time to speak with the VA to provide feedback and train them on things that they need to improve. And of course, maintain consistent communication um, using different communication channels. All right, Sharon. So here's, I'm gonna tell you what I have a challenge with. And we, we've got about nine minutes here. So I'm gonna, here's my challenge always is the training part, right? That is always a big challenge for me because it requires, it requires a lot of time for me, right? And that's like, for me and Pavel, that's like the most precious thing. Yeah. So, 
the challenge isn't communicating because we communicate with all of our staff, our whole staff through, it sounds weird, but through iMessenger, through the iPhone. That's how I communicate with everybody. I made little groups and I have them all there and they communicate amongst themselves usually through Slack, but I don't go in there because I'll get lost. So the communication for me happens in iMessenger. So I suggest that for those that of you that are listening, that you communicate consistently throughout the day, but find whatever you're great at at communicating. And for you, Pablo, what does that look like communication-wise? Well, we we use um, a lot of us just we do uh, Skype. You know, we have a Skype group for a bunch of uh, teams. They have uh, they communicating in chats. You know, we also have uh, WhatsApp. We have several WhatsApp groups, uh, uh, Telegram, for some. Okay. Uh, and um, I mean, you can communicate there. There are basically, I can think of at least 15 different messaging types of platforms to communicate. It's not even a challenge, yeah. but that, I mean, the thing is you have to organize and don't put people who don't, you know, have nothing to do with it in those groups. And uh, everybody have to have separate role in an essence, like you say, you create a group for people who are in your team, but uh, you can, you know, basically everybody's assigned. Like, for example, we have a sales team. Uh, we have a sales team. Part of it is in the Philippines. Part of it is here in, uh, in Washington state. They're all in the same chat group in Skype. Um, whenever the inquiries come in, you know, they basically address them. Also, we have Podium that uh, they, they work on. But the main focus is like sometimes somebody goes on break. Uh, but let's say it's the way we do with the sales process. We have a round robin. So inquiry comes in. Who's going to take the inquiry to respond? It's round robin system. However, some people log off for lunch. Some people go for a break. Uh, you know, some people just log off for the day. So they have to inform everybody else that they're leaving. Let's say somebody's going, let's say Jenny's going on break. She says, I'm break. So she knows any, so any inquiry comes in while it's supposed to be hers. But if she's on break, it goes to the next person down the, the, the line. So we worked out the sales process in an essence that it's uh, robust and uh, that people, because, you know, salespeople, they get in commission, they all, can be fighting over who's getting what. So yeah. we've developed a robust system of lead distribution mm -hmm. so that everybody knows the uh, the process okay. and the communication is done in this chat group. So chat groups is very important okay. uh, because, you know, anybody yeah. has an issue, they can come back and see. Oh, that's how sense. we communicate with the VAs too. So we're using Glib, that's um, Glib? a central feature, yeah. And what is how we communicate? I haven't it's, used Glip. What is Glip? <laughs> yes, it's um, a ring central feature where VAs and uh, coaches communicate. Nice. I like that. All right. So, so with that, communication definitely needs to happen throughout the day, right? That's how yeah. you, yeah. that's one of the things that allows you to maintain your virtual staff working at a high level. The other one, like we said, is treating them with, with actual. Uh, human kindness, right? They're not robots. They're not tools or equipment or systems. Yeah. Uh, they, 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 they're basically working for you. And in order for them to be more successful, in order because once if they're more successful, you're more successful. You need to basically have a communication channel and you need to be checking with them daily like you would be checking with your front desk girl at the office. Yeah. And I, I prefer, I prefer, like I said, iMessenger. Like yeah. some people do Messenger, WhatsApp, Glip, uh, Podium. But the, the other part to this is they need to know where they're heading. 
right? Exactly. And sometimes, yeah. Pavel, sometimes I forget to let them know, hey, this is the this is the goal, right? Yeah. So because the organizations that have, have gotten so large, I have somebody like a virtual staff, I have heads of the virtual staffs. This way they can deliver that message and it doesn't get lost. So as you grow your virtual staff, make sure that you put one that's in charge or two, right? That work together that are in charge that deliver that message so that you're heading in the right direction. Because a lot of the time sharing, what's the number one reason that you see that people in general in all sales divisions that they let go of a virtual assistant. What's the main reason that you see? Well, uh, we've been discussing this during our meeting on you know, how we can improve on retention. Sometimes the VAs are being replaced by onshore assistants or they are not, um, I mean, they don't have enough leads for the VAs or sometimes it's business reorganization, right? But we've- Instead of the um, yeah, <laughs> right. So, but um, actually, we already have some action plan for it. So we've been, um, we've had weekly meetings, and uh, we've been discussing on what are the action plan towards, you know, improving client retention. And I wanted actually to touch base on the on the on the reason. One of the reasons for cancellations of virtual assistant is when they hire uh, in-house assistant to replace the VA. Uh, this is this goes to the mindset people feeling they need to have somebody physical in the office uh, so that productivity is better because probably they think they see this person more this person is going to be performing more mm -hmm. uh, i used to have that mindset as well so what do we do we have uh you know we have a hybrid team we have in-house team and virtual team um, but the reason is also sometimes i speak with these people i said okay so you're hiring somebody uh, you're going to be paying more expensive for the same tasks, right? And he says, well, yeah, but at least this person can prepare flyers and pass out the flyers. I said, during the pandemic, you're actually going to be giving out flyers? <laughs> really? And they're like, damn, you're right. So, you know, and that goes back to like, it's, it's, I think it's a, people are creatures of habit and, uh, Habits are there. They just hard to, to let go of those habits, and they still think flyers. I have an I have actually have an agent and the one of the real estate agents who comes to this office since we have still have brokerage here. She still prints out flyers. It's like okay. we're gonna give them away. She's like I'll give them away at the, you know, pass around door knocking. Yeah. You know, that's so, very true, man. Yeah, and I, I think guess it's. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I think it's an ongoing or onboarding process continues, right? Um, you know, like for the new VA, they continue to nurture this VAs into highly productive and seasoned VAs. So I guess that it's really important that they build a um, good working relationship with the VA and the client. I agree with you. All right, here to wrap it up, if you want this document that we shared, it's called uh, how to keep your virtual assistant working at the highest level. It goes through the processes. We could definitely send that over to you. And also I recommend people always asking, well, how, how did you get started with VAs, right? It was Tim Ferriss's book, uh, The Four Hour Workweek. I didn't know what it was about reading it originally. I had no idea it was gonna be about virtual assistants <laughs> and building businesses with them. But that's what it's about. Who knew, man? We need, to, we, need to get them, we need to get them on the webinar, bro. Yeah, you know, 
I, I reached out to his people through the two of my friends. Yeah. And, uh, he's not, he's not cheap. So I bet he's not. <laughs> so, but look, uh, Bob, well, thanks for joining us here. Yeah. Man. Appreciate you sharing. Happy birthday. Thanks Thank for you. And yeah. Those guys, those, those who registered for the webinar will send you the, uh, the checklist. Uh, you know, since you register, we send you that checklist. And those who are watching on YouTube, please make sure to comment uh, in the comments section with your uh, email address and our team will send it out to you. All right. Appreciate that. Ruby says, happy birthday to you, Sharon. She's also asking for the document. Ruby, we'll send that over to you. Yeah. Thank you, Ruby. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Thanks, everybody. See Thanks, you next everyone. Time. All right. Right. Yeah. I just had a great conversation with Pavel about creating content to scale your business. You click the link, check it out. Click the link below. Again, I highly endorse Virtue Desk. If you're going to save time, money, and resources, click the link down below. Click on the link down below. How to make your brand stand out in the real estate industry.